the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to the book of 1 Corinthians, there is an awful lot of correction that is going on. The Apostle Paul is dealing with some error inside the church at Corinth. And as he moves along, working through license and liberty and love, he comes to a point to help them understand just exactly what God has done when he has appointed pastors to oversee churches. Hi there, and welcome to Study Verse by Verse with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely, from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno, online at highlands.us. As we begin our time together today, Pastor Leighton is reminding us of this theme that he is working through in 1 Corinthians, and how this theme then plays out as to what the Apostle Paul lays into as it relates to the pastor. Here's Pastor Leighton. Oftentimes, full-time ministry is romanticized by people who are outside of full-time ministry. But the reality is that full-time ministry is brutal. Uh, The axiom, take out the shepherd and the sheep scatter, continues to be true. And the leaders of churches are under constant attack. They're attacked in the spiritual realm by demonic influences. They are attacked in the relational realm by, uh, by other people. And they are also attacked by their own flesh where they wrestle with their own issues of sinfulness. The Apostle Paul wrote about that in Romans chapter 7 describing his own wrestling with the sin that resided in his members. So Leaders in the church are under constant attack. Now, Pastor Mark Driscoll and his research team, he's a pastor of a great church in the Pacific Northwest. They assemble some statistics regarding full-time ministry that I think we should probably all be aware of. This is what they found. 1,500 pastors leave the ministry every month. 1,500 never to return. They leave for various reasons, including but not limited to unresolved sin issues, burnout, which comes in various forms and degrees, or due to fighting inside the church. Fifty percent of pastors' marriages end in divorce. Fifty percent. And that's not too far off the national average, and you would think that with what the Bible teaches about what God thinks of divorce, that it'd be more rare than it is, but the stresses of ministry on a marriage are exceptional. 80% of pastors, 8 out of 10, 80%, and 84% of pastors' wives feel under-equipped or unqualified for ministry. More than half of pastors would leave the ministry if they had another job offered. More than half. 80% of seminary and Bible school graduates leave the ministry within five years of graduation and never return. 
80%, four out of five, and that's after investing tens of thousands of dollars and years in preparation for what they thought would be a lifetime ministry. 70%, more than two-thirds of pastors confess to fighting significant depression. Our founding pastor has mentioned that he, at times, has been so depressed that he fired himself on Sunday evening and then rehired himself the next day. (laughs) But depression among pastors is common. You know, we find in the Bible that this life with Christ is supposed to be filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. And what pastors find is there's very little peace because they're under constant attack. There's very little joy. And speaking of righteousness, 40% of pastors confess to committing adultery while in ministry. And that's only the percentage that confessed. The actual percentage is higher. 70% said that they only read their Bibles when they're preparing for a sermon and at no other time. 70%. Now, that's uh, indicative of the state of the health of church leadership across our nation, and it's not so good. And perhaps that's a contributing reason to why so many churches across our nation are struggling. It's because their leaders are struggling. Now that's some of the statistics about pastors. What about pastors' wives? I mean, the primary source of encouragement should be the pastor's wife. But what do pastors' wives think about ministry? 80% of pastors' wives believe ministry is destroying their marriage. 80%. 80% of pastors' wives wish their husband would leave the ministry. Honey, can't you find something else to do? You know, I'd like to see you home every once in a while, you know. Uh, Any job will do. Just take any job. Eighty percent would like their husband to leave the ministry. The majority of pastors' wives indicate that the most destructive thing that ever happened in their marriage was when their husband went into full-time ministry. Out of all of the things that could be destructive to a marriage, that was the most destructive thing. That's what pastors' wives think about ministry. And many people have a naive perspective that ministry is fun and easy. But the fact of the matter is, ministry is brutal and bloody. It can kill people. Heart attacks and strokes are common. Our founding pastor, my dad, had a heart attack at the age of 29. Now... This really shouldn't come as that much of a surprise to us because Jesus was the founder of the church and Jesus was horribly abused. Jesus was considered a sinner because he chose to hang out with tax collectors and prostitutes and not play the religious games. His friends deserted him in the time that he needed them most In fact, one friend became such an enemy that he was willing to participate in the murder of Jesus. Jesus was falsely accused, abused, baited, criticized, despised, hunted, hated, and homeless. And Jesus told his followers they should expect the same treatment. Christ was hounded by critics 
and critics continue to abound. The sermon was too long. It was too short. It was too deep. It was too shallow. It was too technical. It was too schmaltzy. It was too whatever. The pastor, he's too tall. Too short. Too fat. Too skinny. Too sociable. Not sociable enough. Too funny. Too serious. Whatever. (laughs) Pastor's wife. She's too pretty. Too homely. Too well-dressed. Too plain. Too gracious. Too confrontational. Whatever. You know, there's no shortage of criticism or critics for pastors. And with the proliferation of internet blogging and social media in recent years, critics have all the more opportunity to slander and malign pastors and churches. Sometimes pastors just need a break. Now, Pastor Paul, the Apostle Paul, worked for 18 months as a pioneer pastor in Corinth without compensation, working day and night to build a church of around 50, 60, 70 people. He poured his life into them, his love into them. And what did they do in return? Well, the book of 1 Corinthians and the previous chapters tells us what they did. They treated Paul critically, with disrespect. They were ungrateful, and they refused to pay him. And this is how the church at Corinth dealt with their pastor. And unfortunately, how many churches across America deal with their pastors today. Now, I know right now you're probably saying, okay, this is a guilt sermon, Pastor. I can feel it coming on. But no, it's a reality check on ministry. And fortunately, most of the bad news is now behind us. And as a church family, we're not doing too bad. I'm going to tell you about that as we come through this passage. Now, this chapter has two sections. In verses 1 through 14, Paul provides the evidence to support his right to be supported by the church in Corinth. And then in verses 15 and following, he explains why he chooses not to take advantage of his rights. Now, this morning, we're only going to have an opportunity to look at verses 1 through 14. So in this section, Paul provides six reasons why he had a right to be supported by the churches to whom he ministered. First, he was an apostle. Second, it was customary to pay workers. Third, it is according to God's law. Fourth, other leaders exercise the right. Fifth, it is the universal pattern. And sixth, God ordained it. So let's look at verse 1, chapter 9, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. And so Paul begins asking four rhetorical questions. He says, am I not free? They've just talked about liberty. Yes, I'm free. I'm just as free as any of you. Am I not an apostle? Yes, I am an apostle. Then he goes on to give uh, two evidences to support his apostleships. He says, have I not seen our Lord? 
Yes. The scriptures tell us that the Lord met him on the road to Damascus and that he was there transformed miraculously. He was called to a ministry. Now, to us, when we hear the word apostle, the title apostle, we have a tendency to specifically associate it with Christianity and a certain group of people that are associated with Christianity. But at the time this was written, apostle was a title that was used in other places besides Christianity. Uh, it was an official title. It, it, the word meant sent one. Somebody sent as an official representative with the authority of whoever it was that sent them. Well, today here on Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely is reminding us of the role and responsibility that pastors have over congregations and the fact that they are indeed sent by God himself. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Online, you'll find us at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We trust today's program has encouraged you in Christ. Tomorrow, we'll continue our look at what it means to support our pastor from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.